I'm Tavis Smiley. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Our phone number, 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. So glad to have you with us in this hour, listening to unapologetically progressive KBLA Talk 1580, where we've got a lot to talk about. Conversation now with Dr. James Butch Rosser. He's back, and we'll talk to him in a moment about the importance of employee wellness to the bottom line and how businesses and organizations can drastically transform the lives of employees in as little as seven steps. Dr. James Butch Rosser, how are you, sir? Hey, T. Happy New Year, man. I I haven't talked to you since <laughs> last year. I'm glad you're doing all right. hope your family's doing well. I'm doing well. If I complained, I'd be an ingrate. I'm glad to know that you are well <laughs> and uh, your family is doing yeah. well. And uh, it's good to hear your voice back on, on this program. And as always, you bring us information that uh, makes us think and empowers us yeah. uh, and and I'm glad to have the this uh, this these 30 minutes here or less uh, to talk to you about this particular issue let me start with the obvious for me the broad question which is the link between employee wellness and the company the organization's bottom line that link is what uh, the link is if you don't deal with your employment employees wellness mm-hmm. uh, you will have no bottom line mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, it's that uh, stark an association T, and and this has been particularly um, uh, on the front burner uh, post pandemic, mm-hmm. because during the pandemic there was a great rethinking of our lives, uh, our careers, mm-hmm. uh, our long range goals, what's important to us, and it brought about Tavis what's being called. Uh, right now, the great resignation, the mm-hmm. big quit, the big reshuffle. People have, resh- have have now rethought their priorities and they're saying, I'm going to quit my job because it just isn't right. I'm not fulfilled here. I don't feel healthy here. Mm-hmm. It seems to me, let, let me, let me, let me push you on this. It seems yeah. to me that employee wellness um, in 2023 and beyond um, given what you've just laid out about people, you know, quitting and walking away and reshuffling the big quit, the great resignation, the big reshuffle, as you said, uh, clearly Americans, uh, on this side of the pandemic have realized, uh, things about their lives and they've realized that many of these jobs are not serving them well. And people have walked away. No question about that. On the, on the other hand, it seems to me that because of that, uh, employers, organizations, businesses now know that they have to take this issue of employee wellness and healthcare a great deal more seriously. But I want to juxtapose that reality now with where many American corporations, companies, businesses uh, have been for years. And that is having this attitude where they do anything they can to avoid uh, giving their employees health care. I can run a list of companies. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to do that with you. I can run a long list of very well-known companies that we all support that do not want to give their employees a serious health care program. I can give you a long list of companies that keep people just at part-time so they don't have to kick them over yes. to full-time to give them health care. My point is that American corporations for years, because health care is expensive, have tried to do everything they can to avoid giving their employees top health care programs. Not every company, but many have. Um, Howard Schultz at Starbucks made history some years ago by being really aggressive in the health care program they offered Starbucks employees. Other companies can brag in the same way. But juxtapose to me, if you will, 
the traditional path that we've seen corporations take trying to stay out of that lane with what you're suggesting now they have to they have to deal with uh to impact their uh, their bottom line which is employee wellness does that make sense yeah because they're not able to find the workers yeah uh, people, their 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 benefits package doesn't pass the the the, the sniff test, mm-hmm. if you will, because and and this is the data. See, they don't believe the data. The data is that employee well being is the top priority for seeking new job opportunities, mm. and if sixty two percent of the people say that is true. So now those days of uh, shifting your feet and, and, and playing a shell game with the healthcare mm-hmm. that that's not going to work. Yeah. And another piece of data they're having to face, face up to is this, that uh, out of all the areas of well-being, which includes financial well-being, mental, emotional well-being, physical well-being, social well-being, and even career well-being, the, the, the number two, the number one and two are mental and emotional well-being and physical well-being, which makes up 42% of that spread. So the thing is, they're having to they're having to actually look in the mirror on this mm-hmm. because it is impacting their bottom line because they can't get workers. They cannot get workers, and I believe we're at a time, Tavis, now where. What we've seen in the past, so mm-hmm. that you so, uh, you know, uh, accur- accurately described, will not be able to cut mustard in the future. Yeah, um, I've said many times, and you'll take my point here that uh, so often in our society, we have government and organizations and businesses, etc., who end up doing the right thing for the wrong reasons. <laughs> it's the right thing <laughs> to do, but they do it for the wrong reasons. So now they want to take healthcare seriously. Uh, now they right. want to take employee wellness seriously because as you just laid out because they can't find no workers. Uh, people no look at they, 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 and that's the problem. So when we come forward, when we come forward, uh, I'm going to pass the mic back to uh, our friend Dr. James Butch Ross here. Let him start running us through this list of the seven little steps that businesses and organizations can take to dr- dramatically, to drastically transform the lives of their employees. When we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. Dr. James C. Butch Rosser is a surgeon, educator, scientist, inventor, author, futurist, social advocate, playwright, video gamer, comic book collector, lover of cinema, television, and KBLA Talk 1580 radio personality. And we're glad to have him uh, back on the air today as we talk about the seven little steps that businesses and organizations can take to dramatically and drastically transform the lives of their employees. Uh, Dr. James Butch Rosser, take it away. All right. Well, well, T, um, first what we, I'd like to do is start with what the people want. Mm-hmm, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to see additional time off. That, that's 35% mm-hmm. of their wants. They want the better mental health benefits. Okay? They want you to more adequately staff your company. They want better health insurance, and they want better financial wellness training and benefits. So if you start with what the people want, these are the seven steps that I think you need to take because mm-hmm. those, those wants will be, you, you can hear the crying now all throughout the halls of uh, corporations. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, it's too much money. <laughs> okay. Shut up. Put your big boy bloomers on and mm-hmm. come on, man up. 
And let's start with these seven steps. First of all, you got to get commitment from management if you're going to change. Mm -hmm. If you don't have management commitment, if you don't aggressively go out afterwards, guess what? Nothing's going to happen. You can march, you can pick it, and nothing's going to happen. Second, if you get management commitment, what you need to do is get a wellness committee. Actually, get a group of peers together to be able to be the, uh, the scouts for the corporation and be able to have them become the voice. Then you got to collect the data. You got to collect the data on how many sick, how, how many people are out sick. Mm-hmm. You know, you have, you have to find out what is my wellness profile for my company. And then when you get the data, that then you can sit down with this wellness committee and management and develop a plan. And you should put that plan into phases and you should have them with quarterly increments and then yearly increments going out to five years. So because people who have short-term planning are just putting a Band-Aid on the situation. And then you have to be very careful, T, when you choose what actions to make. Make sure you have low-hanging fruit that are close to the hearts and the needs of the people that you're trying uh, to impress, and that's your employees. Mm -hmm. And you put in place a supportive environment is number six. And then you are forever evaluating, and you must be nimble to change course if things aren't going well. Though that's the academic, super tentorial, you know, foundation for change. Mm-hmm. But the one that is most important to you, and you and I know this, great things are not done by what resides only in your cranial vault, but what resides in your chest. Mm-hmm. And that's 18 inches. It takes 18 inches for you to move from the super tentorial to what's in your chest, and that's your heart. And that's the only way Great things are going to get done because we know that intellectualization, if that is a word, Mm -hmm. will not get it done. It will not get it done. And that's what I tried to do when I spoke to all of the county supervisors for the state of New Mexico. And, um, And I tried to get them to understand you can do this. We've done this before in areas that are tougher, but you got to give me 18 inches. Yeah. You got to give me that 18 inches from your head to your heart. Yeah. But, uh, but all of that assumes, um, all of that assumes, and you're right about everything you said, but that assumes, speaking of, uh, of that heart, that corporate America has a heart. And there are many people believe that in the capitalist system that we live, that corporate America does not have a heart, Dr. Rosser. Right. Right. Well, you know what, uh, you're exactly right. But, you know, Howard Schultz, who I've uh, done great work with mm-hmm. and really respect, he has a heart. Yeah. And he has tried to be a beacon to show you how it's done. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I have to speak to Howard because my daughter had insurance for her family working for Howard. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and this is a menial job because she's an actress and producer and writer. And, you know, they have to have sure. something else to fall back on. Sure. Well, I have to speak to that. We, and, and let me tell you, if you, don't, if you don't have a heart, God and the people have a way of dictating your destiny so you develop a heart. <laughs> and because you won't have any workers. Yeah. 
You, you understand what I'm saying? Now, yeah. I hate to get Southern on us, but this is how we were raised. I, we know that's true mm-hmm. because out of the civil rights movement, there are a whole lot of people who didn't have a heart that grew one. Mm-hmm. And, and we just have to keep taking those people who do and showcasing them, empowering them, and putting pressures on the people who don't? Yep. I'm not naive in asking this, but it just seems to me yeah. that that that's a whole lot uh, to convince corporate America that they ought to do the right thing when it comes to employee wellness. Uh, again, as yeah. I said earlier, sometimes people do the right thing for the wrong reasons. But 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 should it really require all of that to get to get organizations and and and, and businesses, <laughs> to right to, yeah, to do the right thing? What what you and I know it shouldn't. Yeah. But, you know, they shouldn't have kept us in bondage for 400 years either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they, they shouldn't have taken my family's land, mm-hmm. uh, you know, out in Tennessee for mm-hmm. no reason, the Ku Klux Klan, because they wanted it. Mm-hmm. They, shouldn't have be, they shouldn't have hung Emmett Till. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, this is another, um, another arm of a journey that people who are oppressed have to make. Mm-hmm. And we have to decide, are we just going to put up with it or are we going to uh, put action to it? Now, I tell you, this situation after the pandemic, I tell you, it has changed things. Mm-hmm. It has changed things because you don't have the workers. People won't come in. I mean, and now with the recent data T coming out showing that people are more productive at home than they are at work, the, the data is pushing them. Now, even the most evil corporate uh, devil, if you will, mm-hmm. will grow a heart when their business is being impacted. Yeah. I, I frankly think this is a, a wave that's developing into a tsunami mm-hmm. and it's on uh, the, the people's side. Now, yeah. That's how I feel. I'd rather look at this half full yeah. than, than, than half empty. I was laughing. You were talking because it occurred to me that uh, one thing you will never do is work from home. <laughs> as, a, oh, no. as a physician. <laughs> I mean, well, we, well, here's the thing, though. Yeah. Uh, here's, the, here's what changed. Now, yeah. now, this is one of these things where they told me it'll never happen. Right. Over 30 years ago, when I started telemedicine with NASA, they told me, why are you wasting your time dealing with this? And mm-hmm. guess what happened with the pandemic? Everybody's doing telemedicine. telemedicine exactly. Yeah. No, I, I, so I, now I, I'm a hero. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I, I get your point. I get your point, And you're right about that. You were out there way early with NASA on oh, this God. notion of telemedicine. And everybody went to telemedicine after the pandemic. But you can't do no surgery from your house. So you, you can't well, work. Yeah. I, I, no, 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 no. No, hold up. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Up. Am I wrong yeah, there, I too? The am I wrong there, too? Yeah, because... 20 years ago, I showed on the inaugural Discovery Health Channel uh, uh, program uh, how I could remotely control surgery with teaching a person I've never saw and with a robot uh, from my home, my home, Mm. my my global command center in my home to the Dominican Republic. And then we are now (laughs) worked with the telesurgery to struck. So listen, man, things are changing. Things are changing. Yeah. You know, I I, should have known. I I forgot who I was talking to. I forgot who I was talking to. You forgot who you were talking to. You know what, T, when you were asking that question, I said, now, this Negro does not realize who he's talking to, does he? (laughs) 
No, I, 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 what's funny is I, I know, I know the innovator that you are. I know all the patents that you have. I know that everybody in the world uh, comes to you when it comes to these sorts of innovations. And you've been out front on a, on a number of them. As I said, you got patents and all kind of stuff. So I know that this is the space that you operate in. But I'm thinking he ain't yeah. figured out nothing yet to do surgery from his house. Not oh, from his house. No, that, that, listen, my, I just had dinner with a friend of mine. And we were talking about back in the day. When we actually, uh, there was a remotely controlled surgery with a robot Mm -hmm. from New York to Strasbourg, France, and my friends in France, that was over 10 years ago now. Mm. So there's a lot of things going on that the public may not know, but but it's coming. It's coming. That's all I can say. It's just like Dion said. We coming. Yeah. We coming now. Yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> does, any of that, does any of that scare you? Does it concern you? And I, and I ask that because, again, at yes. heart, you are an innovator, as I mentioned already two or three times. Right. You've got patents and all kind of stuff you've invented that people are using in this country and around the world, and you're saving lives. I get all that, and I celebrate all of that. I'm just wondering, though, um, in a world where these devices that we all use um, have, 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 have really detracted from the person-to-person human connection, uh, whether or not you think that there's a downside to all this innovation when it comes to me, I want to have a relationship. I want to see you. Right. I want to shake your hand. I want to hug you. I want to talk to you. My When I walk in my doctor's office, I want to see my physician. Um, and I'm wondering whether or not you have concerns about where innovation is taking us in that regard. I do. And for those people who think that uh, AI is going to take care of us effectively, what you mentioned, the relationship is important. And I'm looking and now what they say, well, what's wrong with you? But you're the one exposes all this. Now you're going to say we should be pulling back. Well, it's the reason is for what you just said. And I believe we should have these kind of modalities in what I call a hybrid model Mm -hmm. and that these kind of interact, the initial interactions and critical international interactions are still in, uh, that should be in place face to face, Mm -hmm. unless there's a, you know, a critical situation. Like for instance, a lady, one one of the situations where in Antarctica, this lady had a breast uh, mass Mm -hmm. and she couldn't get out of Antarctica. Well, okay. You meet her for the first time virtually and you help get the biopsy virtually. Mm -hmm. But for other things like you and I going to the doctor, those initial, um, um, relationship building situations should be face to face. And then telemedicine though can help you when you know people are, people are having tough schedules, can't get in and they won't follow what you say unless you stay on top of them. And then you can do that with telemedicine. And then what I'm getting ready to do now for heartburn, it'll be a whole app. And you just, you go with your app then I keep up with you with that Mm -hmm. and talk to you with that. So, but it should be blended to you because you're right. I need a relationship with my doctor and not just, yeah. you know, digital representations of pixels on the screen. No, I, I, I understand the blended argument. And I'm, I'm just saying I ain't gonna, I'm just going to keep it real with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I would I would not want to be uh, under the knife uh, with any procedure. And my <laughs> and my doctor was in New York on a on a on, with a robot <laughs> and a screen telling some random person in this in this <laughs> surgery room with me what to do. <laughs> Where to cut the incision? No, 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 no. I, I don't want because because here's my fear: something goes wrong. Right. You're the expert. You can tell somebody how to do it. Right. You're the expert. Something goes wrong, Doctor Rossi. You in New York? I'm on, I'm lying on a table bleeding in L.A. What do I do at that point? Well, you know what I want to do. 
uh, and maybe this will be our next discussion because these are important discussions. AI is intruding in our life right. uh, all the time. Sure. These kind of things are being put, put forward. See, and see what you do, you're the voice of the people. You can, <laughs> you can ask me questions that, will, that I am required to answer as to where I think this should go and where it should not go. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll talk about some of these AI innovations and, and all of this technology yeah. and just have a conversation about that to give the people more than just a, you know, a, a, a snapshot no, of, of, of the totality. You know what I mean? No, we will. I mean, it's, it's touching everything we do. And to your point, I know it's going to touch medicine yeah. uh, in, in the not oh, too distant yeah. future. It already is in some ways. Yeah. Let, me, let me offer this. It I, is. Yeah, I'm sure. Let me close with this as I ask a question for, yes. for today's conversation about these okay. seven steps that businesses and organizations can take to dramatically transform the lives of their employees. Um, what role does your community have in this? As an individual, of course, you are speaking out about this. But is there something the medical community writ large ought to be doing or, in fact, is doing that I'm aware of, um, raising their voice uh, to push these corporations to take employee wellness more seriously? Well, what has happened is that because the bottom line has been impacted, you see now corporations reaching out. Mm. And that's a big that's a big milestone. Too. Right. OK, they're trying to now start conversations on, on the problem, what they can do. So I would say that's that's a star on the horizon that we have not seen before. And I think we should do everything we help. I also wanted to say to you that we have wellness parameters in our intake forms. Mm. Uh, there's a increased focus on mental health and and the doctor's not asking you how your knee just doing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're now starting to ask about, you know, how are things at home? How's your job? How, mm-hmm. how is there increased pressure there? So we have some wellness parameters that now we're seeing on uh, induction forms, yeah. similar to what we did with uh, cigarettes and such. So it's coming, yeah. and, and we have some, we're willing participants, and I think uh, uh, we're moving in the right direction right now. But as you and I know, and the way our dispositions are, it is not fast enough. It just isn't fast enough. Nope. I'm with you on that. And for our community, as you well know, the uh, the struggle is real and the stress is real. It's all yeah. real. As real as rain, the struggle and the stress. Uh, and so I'm glad to um, glad to have you here consulting us on these matters. I've enjoyed this conversation about what these businesses and orgs can do to transform the lives of their employees in these seven little steps that we laid out to improve the wellness of uh, the persons who make uh, America work in these small businesses and beyond. Dr. James Butch Ross, good to have you on again, my friend. We'll, we'll talk soon. All right. And in closing, remember, when you face a Goliath like these corporations, remember, a rattlesnake won't commit suicide. You're going to have to take care of it, okay? <laughs> so that's what I want you to do. Be willing to put the work in to take care of it. And God bless you. We'll see you, Steve. Bye-bye. Talk to you soon. Take care. More of Tabby Smiley on KBLA Talk, 1580 after news, traffic, and sports. Say the quiet part out loud. KBLA Talk, 1580.